The book of Daniel has never been more relevant to an understanding of the course of human history, to the future of humanity, and specifically to the future of the nation of Israel. According to scripture, as we get closer to the time of the end, greater attempts will be made to understand the prophecies of Daniel and greater understanding will be given. The time of the end is marked by the rise of an evil world ruler, a world religion, and world wars, plus great tribulation for Israel, followed by Israel's deliverance, the return of Jesus Christ, the resurrection of the dead, and the reward of the righteous. No wonder the book of Daniel calls it the end of wonders. I'm Ron Jones, and this is something good. The book of Daniel has always been beautifully prophetic. Hello, welcome to this Monday edition of Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor of Atlantic Source Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'm Brian Davis, thanks for stopping by. The Bible tells us that no one knows the day or the hour when Jesus will return. But it does reveal some of the signs of the end of the age. And today we see many of them coming to pass right before our eyes. Stay with us as Ron takes us to Daniel chapter 12 to talk about one of the most fascinating prophecies in all of Scripture. Online, you'll find us at the newly designed somethinggoodradio.org, where you can listen to the broadcast anytime on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. From his teaching series, Mysteries of Babylon, how the prophecies of Daniel prepare us for the return of Jesus Christ. Here's Ron with today's Something Good Radio message, The End of Wonders. Well, we are finishing our study of the book of Daniel this morning in Daniel chapter 12, and uh, it's been quite a lengthy study. You may remember that we began all the way back in chapter 1. We kind of broke it into two series of messages, starting with uh, a series called Standing Strong, focusing on chapters 1 to 6, because uh, that section of the book of Daniel is largely biographical, and we learn a lot about Daniel, and Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, become... Um, examples and inspirations to us about how to stand strong in our faith, even as uh, Daniel's three friends were thrown into the fiery furnace and Daniel himself later thrown into the lion's den. Uh, these were iconic stories. We got a little glimpse into Daniel who predicted the future. And, um, but then we come to chapters 7 through 12 and we uh, rebranded it, as it were, to Mysteries of Babylon, because there are four specific prophecies or visions in chapters 7 through uh, 12 that Daniel receives during the chronological time frame of chapters 1 to 6, and they give us insight not only into the great uh, Gentile empires of the world from the time of Daniel to the end of the age, but also into the future for the nation of Israel. And... Um, we are in chapter 12, which uh, I've titled, The End of Wonders. And there's a phrase that comes up frequently in chapter 11 and chapter 12, uh, the phrase, the time of the end. It's an indication that uh, we're talking about uh, what will happen at the end of the age, and it's very important for us to keep that in mind. This study of the book of Daniel has uh, reminded me again, and I haven't wavered from this, the idea that the book of Daniel has never been more relevant, 
never been more relevant to an understanding of the course of human history, to the future of humanity itself, and specifically to Israel's future. And we're going to find as we get into chapter 12 that as we get closer and closer to the time of the end, to the end of the age, that uh, even the book of Daniel tells us that these prophecies will become more and more relevant to those that are living in that time, and uh, they will run to and fro, and knowledge will increase as they're seeking understanding of their own times as it relates to the book of Daniel. With that in mind, uh, we all know that the, the Bible is the inspired Word of God. By that, we mean that God breathed His Word into the hearts and minds of uh, the nearly 40 authors that He used over time to pen these 66 books. Uh, the one thing that isn't inspired are the chapter divisions and verses. <laughs> Those were added later to help us uh, navigate our way through the Scriptures and to say, well, turn in your Bibles to this chapter and this verse. It helps us organize our thoughts. There's a rather unfortunate break in the chapter between chapter 11 and chapter 12 because the thought continues really from the end of chapter 11 through at least verse 4 of chapter 12, and you could argue through the rest of chapter 12. It really takes chapter 10, 11, and 12 to unpack the final vision that Daniel receives about the time of the end. So what I want us to do is to go back to chapter 11 for just a moment and review where we were last week, remembering that in chapter 11, verses 1 to 35, and, and really all of this that from Daniel's perspective was future, all right? Uh, verses 1 to 35 for us is ancient history. And uh, there are some 135 or so specific prophecies that we could identify in verses 1 to 35 of chapter 11. Some people, the skeptics, say, oh, that's not possible. That would make this a supernatural book. And uh, they don't believe that it's a supernatural book. Those skeptics don't even believe that Daniel wrote the book of Daniel. They believe it was written by somebody who assumed his name somewhere in the first or second century B.C. during the Maccabean period. But we hold to Daniel's authorship because Jesus himself said Daniel wrote it. Matthew chapter 24, when Jesus is referring to the abomination that causes desolation, and he's talking about the end of the age to his disciples, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, there on the Mount of Olives, he says, uh, when you see this happening as spoken of by the prophet Daniel, and even Jesus believed in Daniel's authorship which makes all of chapter 11, especially verses 1 to 35, prophetic and predictive from Daniel's perspective and makes us stand in awe. Uh, shouldn't surprise us at all, but it does make us stand in awe that this is a supernatural book written by a supernatural God who gives us glimpses into the future. Verses 36 and following and on into chapter 12 really is a continuous thought about the time of the end. And that phrase appears four times in chapter 11 and chapter 12, giving fits to the liberal scholars who want to fit all this into ancient history, there is nothing like what is described from Daniel chapter 11, verses 36, all the way to the end of chapter 12. Nothing like this that we can find in ancient history that sounds anything like this. No, this is, this is the time of the end, a time even still future to us. And later we run into this phrase, uh, how long will it be until the end of wonders? And we will explore that. 
Uh, by way of review, chapter 11, verses 36 to 39, introduce us to a world ruler, the Antichrist, also to a world religion that he will oversee. Uh, he will control things politically, economically, and religiously, and we see this um, referenced in verses 36 to 39. In verses 45 or 40 to 45 of chapter 11, world wars come onto the scene. And we're reminded of what Jesus says as we get closer and closer to the end of the age, uh, that there will be wars and rumors of wars, and they will increase like the birth pangs of a woman, increasing in frequency and increasing in intensity all the way to the end of the age. The Antichrist is a warmonger, and uh, great wars break out all around the world, uh, specifically in the Middle East and even in the beautiful land, a reference to the nation of Israel as we get closer to the end of the age. But let's begin chapter 12 in verse 1 where we continue our understanding of the time of the end and even the end of wonders. It says, at that time shall arise Michael, the great prince who has charge of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never has been since the, uh, there was a nation till that time. But at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase." After a world ruler and a world religion and world wars, we find a description of great tribulation taking place for the nation of Israel at the time of the end. Look again in verse 1. At that time shall arise Michael, the great prince who has charge of your people. Uh, who, who, who are your people? Well, he's speaking to Daniel, this heavenly messenger. And the, your people, of course, refer to the nation of Israel, the Hebrew people. And apparently Michael the archangel uh, has certain responsibility to watch over uh, the nation of Israel. And he says, there shall be a time of trouble such as never has been since there was a nation till that time. Uh, this is a reference to that period of time in Bible prophecy we know of as the tribulation period. Daniel's 70th week. Remember the 70 weeks prophecy in Daniel chapter 9, 24 to 27? And it accounted for uh, 70 prophetic weeks or 490 years. We can account for 483 of those years or 69 prophetic weeks from uh, the time of Daniel and a decree around that time up until the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. But Daniel's 70th week is kind of lingering out there. Uh, a seven-week period of time. We are in what we call a prophetic gap known as the church age, and Daniel's 70th week is still yet future, uh, a time uh, known also as Jacob's trouble and a time of great tribulation on this earth. Up next, the second half of Dr. Ron Jones' message, The End of Wonders. If you're a first-time listener to Something Good Radio, we'd like to send you a free chapter of Ron's most popular book, Mysteries of the Afterlife. It's our way of saying 
Thanks for being part of our radio listening family. Stop by our new and improved website, somethinggoodradio.org, and click the I'm New icon at the top of the homepage. That's somethinggoodradio.org. While you're there, share your prayer request with us by clicking on Explore at the top of the homepage, then scrolling down to the How Can We Pray For You option. Our ministry team will be happy to join you in prayer, so contact us anytime. Once the Antichrist desecrates the Jewish temple, we'll witness a tribulation unlike anything the world has ever seen. With the rest of today's Something Good Radio message, The End of Wonders, here's Dr. Ron Jones. This is not the only place, nor the first place, where the tribulation is mentioned. It is first mentioned in Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 30. Mark that down and we'll go there in just a moment. But I also want us to go right now to Matthew chapter 24. Right in the middle of the Olivet Discourse, a section of teaching that Jesus gave on the Mount of Olives, to Peter, James, John, and Andrew, who were asking him about the end of the age. This took place early in the final week of Jesus' life. And in verse 15, he talks about uh, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel, you know, standing in the holy place. This is a reference to the Antichrist that goes into the temple midway through uh, the seven-year tribulation period, and he desecrates uh, the Jewish temple. And Jesus says in verse uh, uh, 21, for then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been from the beginning of the world until now, no, and never will be. For if those days had not been cut short, no human being would be saved, but for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. And he goes on uh, even with more description there. Uh, the great tribulation. Uh, the worst of times on planet Earth, a time of tribulation and persecution and anti-Semitism that comes against uh, the people of Israel um, during that tribulation period. Dr. John Walvert has written a wonderful commentary on the book of Daniel, and he says at this point, this description of the time of the end confirms Daniel's revelation that the time of the end will be a period of trouble such as the world has never known, trouble of such character that it would result in the extermination of the human race if it were not cut short by the consummation or the second coming of Jesus Christ. This is made clear from a further study of Revelation chapters 6 through 19 where the great catastrophes which overtake the world in the breaking of the seals, the blowing of the trumpets, and the emptying of the vials of divine judgment decimate the world's population. He goes on to say, all of these scriptures agree that there is no precedent to this end-time trouble. Even liberal expositors find it impossible to harmonize Daniel 12 and verse 1 with the persecutions of Antiochus Epiphanes in the second century B.C., He's referring to those scholars who, who, who deny the supernatural nature of the prophetic text of Scripture, and they want to they cram all of this into what we would consider to be ancient history. He's saying uh, this is impossible to do, you know, from about Daniel uh, 12 and forward and even, even parts of Daniel chapter 11. Great tribulation for the nation of Israel, followed by timely deliverance for Israel as well. Let's read on in verse 1. 
the heavenly messenger says to Daniel, but at that time your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book of life. Now again, this is the tribulation period. This is a time of great distress and trouble, a time of Jacob's trouble, Daniel's 70th week, uh, a time of trouble and tribulation and persecution like the world has never seen. But in the midst of all that, uh, great deliverance for the nation of Israel. This will be a time when her blinders are taken off and she sees Jesus as her Messiah. And we could go to other places like the book of Revelation that talk about 144,000 Jewish evangelists who carry the gospel message around this globe at great cost. Uh, the loss of life is huge during that time, and many of them become tribulation martyrs. Uh, but a great spiritual awakening takes place among the Jewish people, even among Gentile people living on planet earth during that time. And it is spoken of here in Daniel uh, chapter 1. Hold your place here and go with me back to Deuteronomy chapter 4. For the first time, the tribulation period is mentioned. And as you're turning there, I want to just set the stage in the book of Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy includes a number of uh, speeches given by Moses on this side of the Jordan River just as a new generation of Israelites under the leadership of Joshua are about to cross the Jordan River and go in to take possession of the promised land. And in Deuteronomy chapter 4, Moses says this in verse 30, when you are in tribulation and all these things come upon you in the latter days, you will return to the Lord your God and obey his voice, for the Lord your God is a merciful God, and he will not leave you or destroy you or forget the covenant with your fathers that he swore to them. Even Moses predicted a time of great tribulation in the latter days, in the latter days. And it's a time when God does not forget his covenant with Israel, and a great deliverance takes place, even when great persecution is coming against God's people uh, during that seven-year period of time. Uh, in spite of Satan's attempts to exterminate the people of Israel, uh, God will preserve, will He not, a, a holy remnant who are ready uh, to meet their Savior. Not everybody will believe who is a Jew, let alone a Gentile, uh, but those who do will be delivered. Everyone whose name, Daniel says, uh, sh uh, whose name shall be found written in the book. What book is he talking about? Well, the book of life, the Lamb's book of life. By the way, did you know that God has a library, a very significant library? There are 66 books right here. And this is, this is a library that you will find both on earth and in heaven because Jesus says, thy word is eternal, okay? Not only a supernatural book, uh, given to us by God Himself through the intermediaries of uh, human authorship. But this book will last forever. There are only two things that in this life will last forever, and it's God's eternal Word and souls. So what are you spending your time investing in uh, but the Word of God uh, and souls? And um, Daniel tells us that during this great time of tribulation, there will be great deliverance for the nation of Israel as God 
returns his attention to them and takes away the blinders from their eyes, and they're prepared to meet their Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. And those whose names shall be found written in the book of life uh, shall be delivered. How do you get your name written in the book of life? You come to faith in Christ. You put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You receive the free gift of eternal life uh, by grace alone, through faith alone, and in Christ alone is the way that that happens. Uh, After that, we we read on a little bit more, and Daniel chapter 12, verse 2, talks about the resurrection of the dead happening during this tribulation time. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Christianity is a resurrection religion. Not a reincarnation religion, but a resurrection religion. It's all about the resurrection. The linchpin in Christianity is the reality of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus said He is the resurrection and the life. For more on the future resurrection of the saints, as well as the 1,000-year reign of Christ on earth, join us tomorrow right here on Something Good Radio. Hello, friend. I'm Ron Jones of Something Good Radio. If you've been with us for a while, if you're a regular listener and God is using this broadcast in your life, I want to speak directly to you. When you first tuned in or streamed Something Good, did you know that other people paid to air that program? We call them our ministry partners. They have people just like you in mind when they donate monthly to Something Good which is a 100% listener-supported ministry. Now that you're a regular listener, will you do the same? Will you help us share something good with someone else? We created the 828 Club for people who choose to partner with this ministry through prayer and monthly financial support. It's based on Romans 828, which in the message says, every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. I'm asking you to prayerfully consider joining the 828 Club today by giving $28 or more per month to share something good with someone else. And when you do, we'll send you some resources to help you grow in your relationship with God. It's our way of saying thanks for your partnership in this gospel ministry. So please join the 828 Club today. Here's Brian with all the details. Partnership is essential to carry out God's will on earth. It always has been. David and Jonathan, Paul and Barnabas, even Jesus had the help of close friends and partners. Today, with your help, Something Good will continue to reach people with the gospel through our media ministries. When you partner with us, we'll send a free copy of Ron Jones' full-length book, Mysteries of the Afterlife, exploring its amazing secrets. To join the 828 Club today, please visit our new and improved website somethinggoodradio.org and use the Partners tab at the top of the homepage. That's somethinggoodradio.org or call 757-276-1099. If you can't become a partner but would like to make a donation to Something Good Radio today, we'd love for you to have the complete audio download of the series you're hearing now, Mysteries of Babylon, how the prophecies of Daniel prepare us for the return of Jesus Christ. That's Mysteries of Babylon, our gift to you by request for your gift to Something Good Radio. Make a donation online at somethinggoodradio.org or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23456. 
You can also call our offices at 757-276-1099. What do we do with a study of the book of Daniel? I mean, here we are at the end of this incredible, fascinating book that has so many dimensions to it and so many elements uh, to help us in our, our everyday life. Uh, what do we do with this? Well, a, a couple of things. I, I hope it, it deposits in your spirit a, as it does mine a sense of urgency, a sense of urgency that, you know, we're, we're closer to the time of the end and to the end of wonders than Daniel ever was. We're at least 2,500 years closer. Uh, we don't know the day or the hour of Jesus' return, but I know that the next event in Bible prophecy known as the rapture of the church could take place at any time. There's, there's no prophecy that needs to be fulfilled. That's tomorrow in part two of Dr. Ron Jones' message, The End of Wonders. Join us then for Something Good for Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio. I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.